and welcome to Mediva, episode 305. <laughs> now, there are many amazing things to come out of Sweden, and none more amazing and inspiring and talented than Karen Heimdall. We chat all things organising voice actors and casts of thousands-ish vocal bras and oh, so many top tips for you. Nutav, which I think means enjoy in Swedish. Enjoy. Okay, people, hello to the wonderful Karen Heimdall of Sweden, hello. who is releasing right now not one but two weekly podcasts. How amazing is that? <laughs> and also quite crazy, probably some of you might think. Plus, you can find her in an abundance of fantastically amazing audio fiction roles, including, well, I've got a massive list here, uh, White Vault, Mirrors, Copper Heart, Hit the Brick, Seren, Boston Harbour Horror, Listen, Rinse, Repeat, Side Questing, uh, we both appeared in Oz 9, woo! and The Subjective Truth, which uh, you should for sure check out because that's good fun. And Y2K is your baby yeah. of the year, isn't <laughs> it? it? Is. I, I'm very excited. If you haven't jumped on that yet, <laughs> it's coming out every week for a whole 52 weeks plus some bonuses yep. from what I gather. Um, so welcome, Karen, to Mediva. It's very cool to speak to you. It's very cool to talk to you, and I'm very excited. I love Mediva. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very cool to talk to you now because we met at the first Pod UK event, mm -hmm. and um, you came to, to my quite slightly bonkers <laughs> uh, voice acting workshop yeah. and did some, some auditioning alongside the wonderful Nathan Blades yeah. as well, as I met for the first time there. And, uh, and since then... It kind of exploded all over audio fiction in a beautifully shapeful and glorious way. <laughs> so, so welcome, Thank welcome, you. welcome. How on earth, first of all, are you juggling everything? Because like your good self, you're also a drama teacher and a mum. Yep. And uh, as I say, you've got these perpetually released podcasts <laughs> and voice acting in so much coolness. So firstly, balancing that life out secrets top tips what are they yeah uh okay well first of all um, my kids have a, a very supportive other parent which i think is key mm -hmm. if you are yes. a parent and you want to do other stuff than parenting that is really the, the the first thing that you need to figure out totally agree uh, <laughs> and he does he does more uh, than i do of the uh childcare and the picking up from school and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. that does help. Huzzahs to partners that are doing that everywhere yes. across the globe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we salute you and give you cuddles. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So that's that's a good start. Um, the voice acting, well, as you very well know, Sarah, because you've been in everything, voice <laughs> acting, you can generally sort of slip in, you know, because uh, mm -hmm. I get now and then I get cast in something and I get an exciting script and I have to carve out some time, usually when everyone else is asleep. Yeah. Unless it's screaming, of course, then I have to <laughs> carve out some yes. time when everyone else is somewhere else. Yes. Uh, and I, I tend to be, I tend to just record if there are much, multiple episodes and I get, you know, a bunch of scripts, I tend to try to record all of them within quite a short amount of time. Right. As long as I know that the um, producer director is happy with what's going on, mm -hmm. just to get it 
for once, one thing to get it out of the way and out of my sort of schedule of things to juggle, but also uh, to keep it consistent, to keep the character consistent and to yes. the voice and the attitude and all that, the emotions and all that stuff. Yeah. Now that is, of course, not always possible, but that is one way of sort of, um, like, for example, when I was cast in Boston Harbor Horror, mm-hmm. I got all of my, I don't, can't remember, five episodes or something all at once. Yeah. And I just recorded them, I think, within a week or something like that and sent them back. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, so far there um, haven't been any retakes, but of course, I'm always ready to do those if they uh, turn up. So that's one thing of just doing that in bulk and getting it out of the way. Out of the way. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to releasing my podcast, um, Y2K is my audio drama podcast, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. And then <laughs> I release, yay! <laughs> and then I release... Um, a pop culture podcast in Swedish, mm-hmm. uh, which I, we've been doing um, myself and to my friends for almost two years now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it is weekly, though, lately with the whole um, we can't meet up and we have to record via Zoom and we're all so sick of Zoom meetings <laughs> from our regular uh, work. Yeah. Uh, we've actually been doing every other week for a sure. few weeks now. Uh, we do... Um, where we release um, uh, reruns mm-hmm. every other week. Right. That's a grand idea. What a lovely way to, yeah, fill, fill the space so people don't miss you too much. <laughs> and it's all yeah, in Swedish, hopefully. isn't it, as well? I, I did honestly yep. listen to two episodes and had no idea what was going on, but it was beautiful to listen to. <laughs> I, I probably understood every 50th word. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> knowing with my... <laughs> With my Danish understanding, but no, it was really exciting. Just I just love listening to the the Scandinavian language, to be honest. And oh, yeah, it's beautiful. so so. Yeah, that's part of my my linguistic training is to try and see if I can spot any crossover with Danish to Swedish language. Yeah, well, I mean, I understand Danish quite well, but then that's also sort of part of my job to understand the Nordic languages a little bit. Right, but that that's really impressive. That you listened to a couple of episodes, Sarah. Well, I, I'm I'm stunned. Are you? <laughs> well, I, my, my daughter was listening along with me one day, and she's like, "What's this? Oh. Why? What is this moment?" <laughs> So she, she was like wondering what on earth I was doing as well. I said, I can understand oh. this little bit. I mean, this is, oh, I know this word. This means this. So, but yeah, I just, I love that. Um, that I think more oh, people yeah. should try to listen to things in, in different languages. I mean, have, mm. have you thought of, of releasing some, some of Y2K in, in completely uh, Swedish or Scandinavian language or the languages of the folks involved? Um, I could, I suppose. But that would be a really big project because then I think mm-hmm. I would have I would like to do it all because I would like to release <laughs> the whole story because I'm a completionist yes. and that would be a whole yeah. different ball game to yeah, do yeah. it yeah. in you know uh, Swedish and Danish and Welsh <laughs> that'd be very uh, yes. cool be beauteous but, yeah. but a massive project you are so right I mean, yeah. I mean as far as um is there any uh, potential future in the pipeline to release any kind of audio fiction in your in your native language I have actually um talked to there aren't that many uh Swedish audio drama audio fiction people that I that I know 
But I I have talked to Alex Woods, who lives in the north of Sweden and who releases, uh, what's it called? It's the Suffolk cast. The Suffolk cast. Got it. Yay. Oh, right. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she does that with Erin um, um, Lillis, I think. With Erin. Erin's a fantastic <laughs> performer. Yeah. I really enjoyed listening to Erin in lots yeah. of things. Yeah. So, yeah. so we've actually very, very, very loosely talked about the possibility of sometime maybe at some point doing something in Swedish mm. but you know uh, we're both busy so <laughs> at some point maybe it sure. will happen uh, I don't know There's, yes we need a hole in the space-time continuum to open up so yes. we can all fit in more projects right <laughs> yes exactly can you fix that for me Sarah <laughs> well you know as soon as I can for myself you I'll, I'll widen oh, the hole for thank you. you thank you <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it is it is exciting, yeah. isn't it? The world of audio fiction has definitely blossomed and the amount of people in it who I absolutely adore is growing by the day. And I, I feel it is a hugely supportive network. I mean, have you found that it's been easy to, to launch a new podcast having come from being a listener into the world of creating? Well, yes and no, I suppose is the answer to that. It's it's not easy. Easy is 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 a, the wrong word. But I do feel mm-hmm. that the audio drama community in general has been incredibly lovely and warm and welcoming. Mm-hmm. And there has been so many resources and tips and uh, like the uh, virtual pubs, the odd AD hub virtual pub things that you um, organized. I I um, took part in quite a few of those last year as I was writing and in pre production for Y two K, which mm. was hugely helpful. Um, and of course, Mediva has been hugely helpful for me in um, you know getting started in voice acting. Oh, cool! And uh, that's so lovely and, to hear. Oh, <laughs> well. Uh, so. So, I mean, on that side, yes, there is, there are loads of wonderful people, but it's not easy. <laughs> of course, it's not easy. It's, no. it's hard work. Yeah. And um, sometimes Y2K does get, I think, it, this is just my impression. I hope I'm wrong. I think it does get a little bit sidelined because of where I'm from. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. Yeah, because of the fact that uh, there are sort of, U.S. fiction podcasts, which uh-huh. are the majority, and that's a huge group. And then there are U.K. fiction podcasts, which are, as you know, uh, hugely amazing. And there are loads of them, but not quite as many. Mm-hmm. And I think that the U.K. podcasts sort of feel like a little bit like uh, the little brother or little sister. Yeah, out on a limb, uh, yeah. <laughs> in, in that situation. Mm-hmm. And then you see uh, those of us who are releasing and actually uh, as I do in my second language and from a different country, mm. we're sort of not even on the map in general. It's very confusing that, isn't it? And I, I that whole discoverability and uh, you know, demographic of who is listening and mm. and where to promote and how to promote and pick up mm. listeners is is the producer's bane of of their yeah. creative life isn't it and yeah, it's interesting it you say that and i i don't know perhaps um regards to publication like as uh, far as reach is concerned for your uh, podcast that you do that isn't audio fiction and the fiction mm. side is there any difference in how those are promoted or where you generally put those two things uh well i if we're going to talk about marketing, I, I do a lot of social media marketing and I sort of learned that on the fly for my mm-hmm. nonfiction podcast, just trying to uh, 
figure out. I hadn't even gone on Instagram or Twitter before I started my nonfiction podcast. Right. And yeah. now, you know, those are places that I uh, visit daily and multiple times. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Vertical learning curve, isn't it? For sure. And <laughs> yeah. I exactly. think your presence is wonderful. I honestly love, I, you know, seeing you and pop up various places. And uh, it's always a great thing to see, see something coming out from you. So keep it up in as much as Aww. before it drives you insane. But no, it, you are a positive uh, person on the landscape and definitely someone for me, especially, you know, the last year or so who, who has helped boost my things and other people's things. And I think we need more people to be like that. <laughs> um, and I, I bang on about it again and again. But, you know, we're both voice actors too, right, as well mm. as creatives. And I just feel mm. it's important to be boosting other people's shows as well yeah. as obviously the thing that you are involved in, because... If it is yeah. like you and I, independent producer who is kind of doing everything, it really mm -hmm. makes a difference to have even one person boost things yeah. out um, to, to kind of get it a little bit more reach. Um, so so kudos to you for being fantastic at uh, helping to grow the community. I think you do that beautifully. Aww. As do you, Sarah. You're amazing at that. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's kind. I, I think uh, it, it's it's difficult, isn't it? And I um, mm. I love the medium. I'm very passionate about the storytelling and all mm. of the unique voices. You know, I I, uh, I just think, obviously, we talked before we were on the microphone mm. about the crazy world situations going on air everywhere mm. and you know every, it's everybody is responsible for helping boost positivity in the world I do feel mm. and so yeah. you know if you can spread those beautifully cultured voices from all across the world and, and share those out then hopefully we can you know make the world uh, one audio fiction at a time a better place in some respects <laughs> um I mean if we focus for a moment back on the, the voice acting side of things, mm. would you mind talking us through what it was like for someone who was voice acting in your piece as a main character from, from the point mm. of view of when you've written it, how you went about casting and beyond? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, for one thing, casting myself as one of the main characters is very convenient uh -huh. <laughs> because, because it means that's all done with and also... Uh, I can uh, record and re-record and do retakes as needed yes. because, you know, I am the uh, director and the writer and the producer and the actor all at the same time. Yes. Um, so that is, is very convenient. And of course, also as someone who has sort of spent the past um, maybe two years at this point trying to get into voice acting for um, indie audio drama and trying to... Mm do as much interesting stuff as I possibly can yes. and as you know as as people cast me in also I mean it's it's one of those things where if I'm going to write this thing and I'm going to promote this thing and I produce this thing why not showcase myself you know there, right. that would be yeah. a little silly not to do that so that's the start however as I was writing because uh, I have three main I have 12 characters in my main cast and I have three of them are my main characters yeah. and uh, the two characters in the year 2000 is Kat who is Swedish and Jess who is Canadian mm -hmm. and I cast myself as the Canadian one uh, even though I'm Swedish mm -hmm. <laughs> because I knew it would be much easier to get for me to get someone else who could do a Swedish accent right I discovered uh, the other day that apparently I said process the right way in the Canadian way. And I was like, okay, that was just a happy accident. But all right, I'll take it. Okay. 
<laughs> yes. So that's good. But, you know, I, I tried my best to uh, be as Canadian as was reasonable for that character. But I think also those characters are sort of both me in a way. Uh, I, right. They started off as me when I was writing it. And Kat is the character who is a little bit more drawing from my experiences, even though, you know, it's all fiction. So it's all a big mix of things. Yes. Um, and I wanted not to play that part. I wanted to play the other part that is even more fiction in mm-hmm. her story. So that's mm-hmm. why I cast myself as Jess. And then I was really lucky because uh, Janice, who is mm-hmm. an old friend of mine from uh, drama school uh-huh. um, in Sweden, agreed to voice Kat. So that was yes. very easy. And I know um, I knew already she'd never done any voice acting, but I knew that she as an actor, she's someone who is incredible at conveying mm-hmm. emotion. Yeah. And that is what I needed yes. for that character. And then I, I, I had to, you know, I had a casting call for the rest of everyone. Mm-hmm. Where did you pop that out? Where did that go to initially um, to get the, the best results? Well, it went, let's see, it went on the AD Hub on Facebook, of course, and the mm-hmm. uh, Audio Drama Auditions page on Facebook. I think that's what it, yes. the group, I shouldn't say page, the groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And possibly the women in audio, yes, the women in audio drama one as well on Facebook. And I think that was it for Facebook. And then I pinged it on Twitter, of course, and I had yeah. loads of uh, lovely people <laughs> helping me to spread that. I think I pinged it on Instagram, but Instagram for audio drama is sort of fun, but not that much is happening there Sure, uh, in my experience. And then Backstage had some sort of deal that I stumbled into. So I published it there. And then I was, I was looking to cast um, at least one person with a New Zealand accent. That was very, very important. And mm. I wasn't having much luck getting auditions uh, for from uh, New Zealand actors. Right. So I Googled and found Star Now, which is oh, apparently yes. um, a Kiwi site from mm-hmm. to begin with. But now, of course, it's global, so you can use it for all over. Mm-hmm. But that means that there are actually um, quite a few uh, actors from New Zealand on there and mm-hmm. Australia as well. Yes. So that helped a little bit. Although Felicity, who I re- ended up casting... I think I found her sort of either on Twitter or on Instagram in some mm. random way. Right. Because <laughs> wow. she was uh, she was auditioning for something somewhere and I stumbled across her and I was, I don't know how I managed to get a voice sample somewhere. <laughs> and I was like, she could be good. And I think I messaged her and said, hey, do you want to audition for my thing? And she did. <laughs> so that was good. Awesome. But Super. I think that's where I pinged it out for the casting call. Yeah. Excellent. And so fr- from that point, how, how, cause you got quite a, a good amount, didn't you, from vague recollection of, uh, of folks who, yeah, who initially did. showed interest. Did. How, how did you pare that down? What were you looking for in those voice reels as a producer with your producer hat on? With my producer? Yeah. I was, I think, uh, like you probably, I all, I'm always looking for acting. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're, um, if your performing, performance skills are good, then that's going to be, that's going to be the big plus uh, that's going to get you into the next round of looking at things. So that is always what I looked at first. And I I know our friend Fiona Thrail is very good at sort of not listening to auditions until it's closed. Yes. Yeah. I can't do that. I'm too curious. <laughs> I just listened to everything as it was coming in because <laughs> I was I was so excited. You know, yeah. it was my my project. Uh, yes. yes. And uh, and all these wonderful people were interested Um so, you know, so I had, I think I had over 100 auditions, 100 and 
15 or something like that it's a lot uh, to get through is it that's if you think there's like at least sort of three to five minutes if not more of audition stuff in that that's quite a lot of time to invest in in finding your right cast so yeah yeah, so you've you've pared it down to what did you do did you have like a short list for each character and then pair it from there yeah exactly so I did um I did my casting call in uh, as a google form Mm -hmm. and that gives you automatically a uh, like a google spreadsheet Yes. For you with all your big list of everyone who's auditioned. And then I did tabs, mm-hmm. one tab with everyone uh, where I put my initial comments when I where I the first time I listened. Yeah. And uh, initial comments had to do with audio quality, of course, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. acting uh, and uh, what accent they had, uh, of right. course, because I was looking for various different accents and depending on who was cast as what I needed someone else to have another accent. And it was, you know, it was a whole big sort of accent puzzle. And then uh, a lot of people had um, auditioned for multiple characters and which Mm -hmm. character I was thinking they were possible for, or if I was like, this is that character. Absolutely. I wrote that down. Can I just ask with regards to that, did Mm -hmm. you ask them to put uh, separate files for different characters or did they have all the same takes on one file? No, uh, separate, separate. So one Google was, form for everything, right. and then separate files for every character. Yeah, good. Uh, okay. And so they could upload multiple files within the same Google form. Mm-hmm. Grand. And I actually have that template somewhere. I could um, send you the link, and you could include it in the show notes. Oh, that would be fantastic! Free, yeah, free for anyone you. to uh, use and abuse, however <laughs> they like. <laughs> I, I, I think any resource like that is wonderfully useful because um, I've seen the Google Forms used a lot more for auditions these days. I think mm. it, it keeps things quite clean and mm. and also, yes, you know where you're at with the form. I, I like a good form. I think I yeah. have some strange civil service blood in me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I like a bit of administration and, and some good, uh, I was going to say cutlery, that's not the right word, stationery. <laughs> <laughs> your your forks and spoons <laughs> inscribe it up in a row. <laughs> oh, yes um, emboss otherwise on payment but, oh, yeah I so that. no I, I do love a, a good google form so that's great and i mm. think uh, it, it it seems like it from a producer's aspect it's useful to utilize as well and so you've got your your down to your last couple for each one how did you make yeah. those final decisions and, and what happened uh, how did you contact the wonderful yeah. folks Exactly. So I did. Um, and then I, if I did the one tab with everyone and comment on them and had one tab per character. Mm-hmm. And I was casting for eight characters, but it turns out I actually cast for nine because Ooh. one of the ones I had previously um, cast dropped out. Okay. So uh, so I ended up casting for nine, nine, nine of my 12 characters in that casting call. Mm-hmm. So I had one per character and I had maybe after that whole process, I maybe had maybe five tops for each of them. For some, I had like two or three. Yeah. And then I just sat there and I did the whole, okay, now I have to figure out which voices work together. Mm. Uh, And I have a lot of voicemails in my show, so it's not as important as it is for someone who has, you know, Direct 10 different people in one mm. scene. Mm. Um, but there are quite a lot of conversations and I needed to figure out which accents went where. Right. Because I didn't really have enough New Zealanders uh, auditioning to cast uh, more than one. Right. Uh, unfortunately, because I had some other things that I wanted. Because it, it is really is like laying a puzzle. And mm. for anyone, for any voice actors listening who is 
auditioning and is frustrated that they're not getting cast in things, it very rarely is because you are not good. Mm. Very, very rarely is someone not good. I mean, it happens, of course, but it's very rare. Sure. Usually it's either your sound quality is bad or usually what happens is you're not a good fit for whatever character they're looking for. And that could be yeah. fit for the character. It could be a fit for the group of characters whose voices need to fit together. And I know this has been said before, but it's one of those things that I think I, as a voice actor, I need to hear that sometimes as well. Even though I yeah. know it as a producer, I need to hear it as a voice actor. So I, I figure it's, it's good to say it again. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I, I had a rejection just, just last week for something mm. which I thought um, would be really good fun. And I did my best Southern Belle accent, mm. which I'd had practice at Aww. on um, the Winnebago Warrior. And uh, it's a show I really love and re respect. And um, mm. and the producer was like, yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry I went with another voice. And uh, I, I did reply mm. and uh, say, oh, was it my accent? Was it, was it a bit holy? Or can you give me any pointers as to what? And he just was like, mm. well, yeah, you just went right in the mix. And so... That's cool. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, my voice exactly. was perhaps too similar to someone else already cast or, you know, or, you know, my yeah. voice is specifically softer in these hay mm. fever months as well. And um, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, the, I have that change of resonance across the years, which I don't know if, <laughs> if many other people have as crazily as me. But, but yeah, so uh, I find that really um great that you can sometimes get you know that that feedback from yeah. someone that oh okay I'll, I'll keep on going with that southern bell accent <laughs> which I, I haven't used for a little while so i'd like to bring <laughs> her out again sometime yeah. <laughs> oh lovely let's do gone with the wind sometimes Sarah. <laughs> i'd, I'd to like to that. try and work out <laughs> can we do the all-female version <laughs> I'd oh. like that, ma'am. I'd like that too. Oh dear lord, <laughs> I don't think I can do a Southern Belle <laughs> on those sweeping, beautiful, beautiful landscapes and beautiful dresses. <laughs> they look fine in audio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, the landscapes and the dresses will do really well. They in would, when they, I can, I can imagine it hourly right now, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such fun! Oh, okay, I I was describing my process somehow. Sorry, Let's see. not distracted. Yes, uh, no, I I love a good distraction, as you well know. Um, let's see. Well, I was in my yes. So, and then it actually just was obvious after I'd listened to enough, you know, enough times to the ones that were in the running still. Mm. It was just sort of obvious who slotted in with who right. in the rest of the cast. Uh, for one character, um, Jono, who is um, the only male character in the show and who is also the villain. Mm -hmm. And no, that is not a coincidence. Um, I actually had callbacks for that role. Um, I didn't have it for anyone at any of the ah, other roles. Cool. And that was because I had... In the end, I had three mm -hmm. uh, that I called back and they were all really good. But... I also wanted to give them, because that is the villain, and that was not obvious in the casting call. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to write the email saying, this is the villain. He's yes. going to have to do really tough stuff. Mm -hmm. Are you emotionally ready to do that? Because it's going to be tough. Okay. Um, and also to give them uh, a scene that reflected that a little more and hear what they would do with Fantastic. that. Fantastic. That's brilliant to communicate. I think that's really key, isn't it, within uh, audio mm. fiction to make sure. It's almost like you're um, 
oh, what's the word when you give information at the beginning that my brain has suddenly forgotten? Like a content warning or yeah, a trigger warning. Yeah, trigger warning. Yeah, it's like mm. that for the actor involved. I think that's really key and wonderful mm. of you to have uh, put that detail in there. So callbacks-wise, did they do that in as much as you'd sent them the lines and the information and they recorded in isolation? Or did you yeah. get on a call with them? Or how did that work? No, no, I didn't do that. I Thinking back, that would have probably been really good, but I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't ask for that because I didn't think of that. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just I just uh, uh, gave them the lines and gave them the information and said, uh, could you please just get this back to me? Yeah. I, probably within a week or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think I was sort of flexible, but also I wanted to get the casting done, so I didn't give them too much time. Yeah. And um, Adam, who I ended up uh, casting did a really good job, as did the other two. Mm -hmm. But I just felt when I heard his version that that's what would work best with um, Janice, who plays Kat, because they are the two people in the uh, relationship that is really um, quite horrifying. Mm -hmm. So I needed those voices to work really well together. And uh, and I think they do. Fantastic. Um, And so from then, you've... uh contacted your cast through email I imagine individually I did I did I I, so I sent out first I sent out my yay I want to cast you please (laughs) say yes and some more information I'm always really conscious in this as a voice actor to put the information of whether you are cast or not at the right at the top Uh right after hello or dear whatever your name is or however you want to do that yeah so uh, for the ones that I cast, I wanted to cast, I said, uh, I am really happy to offer you the part of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really hope you want to do this fun thing with me, whatever, something like that. Mm-hmm. At the very first line of the email, because I know as a voice actor, that's when you open that email, that's <gasps> all you want to know. It's so I still, my heart goes in my mouth. <laughs> I, I yeah. know I've been involved in so many wonderful and fun things, but even now I just... When I see the email who it's from, I think, is is it or is it not? You know, and I I, I still get this like almost, you know, six year old squeezing their fist open and closed reaction to like, (laughs) and and yeah, so I think putting it at the top uh, saves some heart attack. (laughs) Yes. And I think actually I put it, I put it in the subject line for the ones I cast. Right. I think Mm -hmm. I put welcome to... Welcome to Y2K or welcome to the show or welcome to the cast or something like that. Just because I wanted it to be as soon as possible for them to get that information. And then once they all said yes, which I was thrilled about, I sent out the rejection emails. And those, what I did there is for anyone that I had written that they were either good or excellent, I had a scale which was no, okay, good and excellent Mm -hmm. for acting performance-wise. Right. Uh, so for anyone that I said was um, good or excellent, which was a lot, right. um, I did a personalized uh, rejection email where I did, at the very first line was, I'm sorry to uh, to inform you that I'm not able to offer you a part and then just explain how many auditions I had mm-hmm. and that it had to do with, um, you know, finding the right voices, that the stuff that we just talked about. Yes. Yep. And then uh, I gave them some feedback. Uh, for example, I had some who had incredible performances and their audio just wasn't up to scratch. Right. And I, I was casting for remote recording, so I needed to mm-hmm. have that audio that was good. Mm-hmm. Though having said that, for one actor, I actually uh, sent back an email because I just love their performance so much, saying, are you able to 
do something about the audio and they happily were able to do that. Right. And I think maybe next time I cast, I'm going to do that more. Okay. So just to quest, so maybe they'd recorded it on their built-in mic where they could have had something a bit more. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe they could borrow some, you know, they could go to French house or they have a local library who has the, whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people can do stuff and if you don't ask, Yes. They won't tell you. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And I think that also goes, because I, I, in my casting call, I had three parts that were very specific. Two parts were for um, mm-hmm. actors of color, and one part was for mm-hmm. a trans actor. And those, Which... of course, were cast as intended. But my yeah. hope was to cast more actors of color and more trans actors than that. And I did not. And I think if I'd done that extra Mm. sort of round of going back to people who had who were really good performance wise and saying, can you do something about the audio? Uh Uh, I mean, I'm thrilled with my cast. I don't want to replace a single one of them. Absolutely. But I might have had a different result when it comes to uh, trying to cast uh, people of marginalized identities. Yeah. So that's, that's something a, that I'm going to think about brilliant. going forward. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's brilliant advice. And I, I, I think, you know, you, you should be as a voice actor auditioning with the best possible quality you can, because that mm. is your showcase. That's your one in. And as as like we said, if, if you're going to apply mm. for something like Karen's project, which had over 100 <laughs> people, you've got to be kind of shining in the audio department because that's your craft, isn't it, really, now, mm. if you've decided mm. that's what you want to do. So, so yeah, you owe it to yourself to try and get the best quality you can for that audition. But at the same time, as also folks like Marielle have said mm. and a few others, that if you only have your phone at this point in time or a, a minimalist way of uh, getting that audio together, utilise that. Do not not audition. Mm. <laughs> Make sure you still audition. Um, yeah. And there are such cases as well where folks have been able to ping out and lend microphones, you know, and things like that if yeah. they've wanted you uh, to be part of their project too. So I think if you're quite transparent and saying this is my mm. situation right now, but I'm, I'm mm. willing to try whatever, then perhaps that could open some other avenues as well, perhaps. But no, that's that sounds fantastic. Mm. So you have your cast in place and they're Yay! all like yearning <laughs> to go how on earth because from what i gather you had seven time zones was it was it more than that to no it was <laughs> let's see uh eight countries uh three okay. continents and five time zones wow. and that's yeah does my head in i can't do numbers as when they become numbers on a clock i suddenly can't work out bst and uh, american summertime and <laughs> what i i just yeah, honestly I nearly broke me in the, uh, last year <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah so how on earth did you organize your team what did you do to well be uh, what i did is the first thing i did is uh i did a uh, one of those uh google doodle it's a doodle no, poll yeah doodle yeah. poll just to figure out a time mm-hmm. To hopefully meet everyone, because I wanted to do one where, uh, well, as you know, I'm a drama teacher. I wanted to do some some games and get everyone excited and yeah. getting to know each other. Yeah. So I wanted to do that with hopefully everyone. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to do, I think in the end I did three or possibly four different directing um sort of meetups mm-hmm. online as well. Excellent. So, uh, and those were all sort of 
pulled from that one doodle thing that mm -hmm. they all filled out after some reminders. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the, the one with everyone, uh, I think it was 10 out of 12, which okay. I would have loved it for it to have been all 12, but it just wasn't possible for various reasons. In the group sessions uh, where we there were like three or four of us, we uh, read a few scenes mm -hmm. and talked about character and talked about relationships. Uh, and in some... In some instances, the actors had, you know, just like when you do regular theater, <laughs> they had amazing ideas of, mm. oh, I think this would be a, a cool thing for this to be a backstory for this character. Mm. And I said, yes, of course. And then I wrote it in in the second half of the season and oh. it was brilliant, you know. Oh, that's great. Giving them ownership then of, of the character in mm. a little way. Yes. And I think for some characters, I mean, for the three main characters who are in every episode, it was quite easy from the first batch of scripts to sort of see what was going to happen and how that was going to be. Mm -hmm. But for the characters who sort of weave in and out and come in and are talked about and then suddenly come on and then maybe aren't aren't on voice-wise for like 10 episodes and then come back, although they're talked mm -hmm. about and referenced to, I think for those characters, there was more of a sort of discussion of what is actually happening what is your what is your life like are you happy what is going on what's your family mm. like what's your background but brilliant so would you say anybody who you cast surprised you in a good way is there someone who kind of brought uh, to the table of things them. you never saw all of them <laughs> definitely yeah brilliant um, brilliant brilliant yes and as i said um yes all of them and i think that was because of the fact that I'd written half of it when I brought them all on board. Mm. And I'd actually written maybe 10 episodes when I brought uh, Janice on board, who plays mm. Kat. And I was so inspired, not only by their uh, ideas around the characters as we were talking about them in those directing mm. sessions, but also just their performances and their delivery of the lines and their oh. takes. I mean, they they just consistently blew me away. I had uh, We had deadlines where they had, I think, three or four weeks uh, to record 10 episodes mm -hmm. uh, and they, I had monthly deadlines I think from from June to November last year or something like that right and they just every every time was just like Christmas you know exciting <laughs> and that's just listening to these incredible actors <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah wow oh yeah <laughs> but that is I mean that is a factor that because you asked at the very top how on earth am I doing weekly episodes yes and of course the the easy, obvious answer is lots of planning ahead mm. and very, very, and being very organized. I'm naturally very organized. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I love I spreadsheets. I wish I had a bit more of your, your organization, <laughs> I must say. <laughs> but yeah, 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 but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so lot, lots of spreadsheets and uh, an incredible amount of front-loading social media posts. Mm. Who do you use for that? That's quite interesting. I've I use I up. use later, uh, which yeah. is I also use Buzzsprout a little bit okay. and TweetDeck, uh, but I mainly use later. And I've actually for the past few months I've paid for it because that gives me a uh, hundred free posts a month okay. instead of thirty free posts a month, and you can have three accounts. So I have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Right. And what that does is. Um, I have now front-loaded all of my, because I do nearly daily on this day. Uh, yes. Oh, they're in, great in the to year see. 2000. Yes. 
Aww, yeah, thank you. have a search on the uh, YTK pod for Twitter and just put up yeah. there. Have a little look at all of the wonderful things that pop up. Because I, I know you won't believe it, but I'm a little bit older than the millennium, so I remember it happening. <laughs> and oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> maybe double it and add a bit more. But yeah, and yeah. so it is really fun seeing these nostalgic mm. things and events, some of which I recognise, some of which I didn't know and happening. Yeah. So that's brilliant and beautifully organised to have all of oh, that pinging out. Would you say that's um, got some good... Uh, pick up on that have you had uh... no not at all Ugh. not at all I it's been an immense amount of work and I front-loaded that for the entire year and it is getting very little interaction <sighs> That's crazy, but on yeah. the other hand it does get quite a few views if I mean if, if I sort of go into because Twitter has statistics yes so I'm thinking it, it's one of those sort of low-key things. Um, I was a little bit inspired by um, the Atomnicon tweets yes. that um, We Fix Space Junk do, yes. which are a completely different thing, but they're quite frequent and they're sort of formulaic mm. in the same way that um, that my tweets are. And they also do not get a huge amount of interaction, I think. Mm. But there, it's a way of sort of, I think a low-key way of reminding yeah, folks like, of what your show is about. <laughs> Remember this? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, ho- I mean, I hope so anyway. I, I, and a little bit, like you say, nostalgia, sort of going, huh, yeah, I haven't heard the name of that tennis star in like 20 yeah, years. Yeah, Yes. Or that movie or whatever. Yes. Uh, so I think that's kind of fun, hopefully. Yes. Brilliant, brilliant, and and yeah. So so circling back around to your your mm. actors. So after those yep. directed, producer type get to know you mm. sessions, and uh, how how did it proceed? Did they then get free reign to record on their own? They did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was uh, it's worked amazingly well. Mm. I think maybe. I mean, this was my first time uh, of course not my first time directing because um, I'm a drama teacher and we direct a lot we do we love but it directing <laughs> yes I spend all of but my directing... day doing that right now so, so fun <laughs> exactly <laughs> and it's it's wonderful fun but directing for audio drama I think maybe now I would maybe be a little more scared oh. then I was just like well I cast these wonderful people I'm gonna let them do their thing <laughs> and they all did and and they blew me away like I already said mm. so um, I guess it's a combination of I was lucky and they were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Hooray, hooray. Yeah. You chose the right people. <laughs> you put the legwork in and you, you got them to, to come up trumps. Yeah. I mean, with the actual recording, did you ask them the, the sort of standard two to three takes or? I asked for three takes. Mm. And um, looking back on that, I think I should have asked for two takes. Okay. Because I didn't really necessarily need three takes. Right. And especially for someone like um, Christy Wolven, who plays Olivia, yes. who is in every episode. Ever so much to she say, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or she's in every episode but one. Wow. And uh, if you listen to Y2K, you will find out why. But um, <gasps> well, that sounds ominous. There is a reason. Don't like the sound of that. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Okay. It's not. Okay. I can, I can relieve you of that. <laughs> She's not in episode 34. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's in every oh. other episode up to 52 oh. and then in, so, yeah. Amazing. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> she's not in 34. She got that week off. But, but I mean, she did, uh, of course, remote recording three takes of everything. And it was, you know, 
a lot mm. of hours mm. um, that she spent. And I think possibly, I think at maybe mid, uh, when she'd recorded, ha recorded half of it, I said to her, if you do at least one completely clean take on one of the first two, yeah. just leave it at two. Okay. But I think I could have just let her do too, even if it wasn't a completely clean take, because I very rarely needed three. And I think in the cases that I had needed three, I I could have just gone back and uh, Spliced you know, asked it. for a retake. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I could have done, I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done that. Yeah, what uh, Travis Vengroff calls a, a Frankenline. Yes. And you sort of splice from <laughs> 30 different takes <laughs> to get exactly what you want. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, so I should have asked for two for this show. I mean, it could be completely different for a diff for another show. Mm. But I, I think for if we end up on a season two, which we probably will at some <gasps> point, Exciting. I will ask for two takes. Excellent. Yeah. And, <laughs> and with regards to yeah. how proactive you're your cast have been once all their lines are in have have they helped you or have you asked if they'll help you ping things out or what mm. uh, what was expected of your cast I guess is the easiest question to frame that in yeah um so what I did for them is on my on the website I did a password protected uh page called a, that I called the cast zone mm. and that's that's where I put all the deadlines and all the info and all the scripts yeah. and all you know the recording instructions and everything mm -hmm. Uh, and now I sort of ping in news there and I put the Patreon content there that they can't access otherwise. Oh, great. Yeah. So that that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, so on there, I think I wrote something like, you are the best possible ambassadors for this show. Mm. So if you can and if you're able, please um, retweet uh, and help out and comment and get interaction uh, around the show as much as you feel able mm. That was not a requirement. That was just a, it's basically the same thing that, you know, I tell my teenage, teenagers doing Shakespeare, if they, if they want an audience, mm -hmm. they're going to have to get the audience to get into those seats yep. because, uh, <laughs> you know, no one else is going to do it. Yeah. And for audio drama, of course, I'm doing a loads and loads of marketing, mm -hmm. but the actors um, uh, can do so much. And it's very different because they have very different social media presences. Yeah. So some of them are not on social media at all. Right. And of course, that means they cannot do anything because they're not there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I don't know how much they talk up the show uh, IRL. Uh, I hope they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they do. But, you know, that's not something I see. Hmm. Uh, but for those that are on social media, they are incredible and Fab. retreat and post and comment and uh, do things. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I am very very happy about that and grateful very, to them for the help for the help very good work cast of y2k <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and yeah is there anything that you would change about the process other than the things you've mentioned already from the perspective of yourself as a voice actor involved in that too i mean i as as a sort of i i'm a i'm the writer i'm the actor i'm the producer and then i'm the editor mm -hmm. and of course i could write myself apart which meant that I knew I could handle acting a panic attack. I didn't have to ask someone else to do that. Right. So that was yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I had to ask them to do some other stuff that uh, wasn't easy, but uh, they were game for that. Um, but so I essentially wrote myself a part that I very much enjoy playing. Mm. 
but she, because I knew I was going to do uh, 54 episodes, that's 52 plus prologue and epilogue, of her, for example, I wasn't going to do a load of accent work. So mm -hmm. it's basically, and I wasn't going to do lots of voice like changes. So Jess's voice is more or less my voice, though slightly, slightly higher pitched because mm -hmm. she's younger than I am. <laughs> I, you know, pitch it up. Yep, yep. <laughs> so slightly higher pitched. And I think that pitch, if someone were to listen closely for that, that goes, uh, goes away sometimes and comes back and is not quite consistent. Okay. Uh, I, I tried. I think you do a marvellous job. It's oh, thanks, if, Sarah. if you haven't heard, I think you're on, is it episode 21 just released? Am I right? 22. 22. <laughs> yeah. So like that's, that's, you know, that's a good, I don't know, numbers, quarter through the year and then some. <laughs> we're actually so, approaching a halfway point. It's nearly half. Yeah, yeah we're getting few. there. There's yeah, another yeah, yeah. few episodes and then we're at the halfway point. See, that's so exciting and crazy yeah. and amazing. I mean, you know, that undertaking <laughs> is massive. I bow to mm. you in, in kudos and undertaking and, and also uh, execution of it as well. It's um, oh, been a wonderful ride. And I think I said to you at the, um, was it the Pod UK event in February, I, mm. I wait to binge things a little bit because I can't. Yeah. I can't just listen for a few minutes. I want to have a little bit, bit mm. more. So uh, I like mm. to sort of have things about an hour or so. So I save them yeah. up and then listen to, to some in a row, which for me is is grand fun. And I, are you aiming at any point to kind of create bigger omnibuses of uh, the events? Or yeah, I've actually yeah I've actually thought about that, um, and I probably will. Mm. I'm not sure when. Sure. Um, sure. Sure. Because also it, it's a little bit tricky because usually you would cut the uh, credits out. Mm. But then for the first 10 episodes, Olivia sort of does customized credits because she's yeah. still learning how to podcast. Yes. So I, I would have to difficult. think about how to do deal with that. Yeah, but yeah. It, I mean, it's not a sorry, it's not a huge issue, I think. So yes, I I will definitely do some sort of super cut of maybe I don't know half half the season or a quarter of the season or something like that mm -hmm. at some point, but I'm not sure when. Awesome. What do you think voice actors generally can do better on the landscape or within shows? What What do you think is a top thing you think we need to be better? Well, at? actually, I actually want to turn it around because I think voice actors in general do incredible jobs in all sorts of things. Mm. I think producers should be uh, more should pay more attention to performance right um to the acting the the pure acting side of things mm -hmm. and a lot of producers do of course but sometimes i listen to shows where the writing is amazing the production is amazing the voice actors are doing a good job but the producer isn't um giving them the information they need or the um the sort of the dialogue sounds like they're in different places and that's a production mm -hmm. thing that is the director or producer's job to make sure that the actors know yeah. uh, what they need to know to sound like they're in the same room or yeah. you know on the same on the, in the same spaceship or wh wherever they are you know absolutely um, yes and not just from a sound effects point of view because i think there is a tendency in audio drama to talk a lot about sound quality and sound effects and audio and that is so cool and don't stop talking about that mm -hmm. 
but I think there's a tendency to sort of talk about that at the cost of talking about performance and relationships and uh, nuances. Mm. Uh, And I think in general, voice actors are very capable of providing that. Yeah. But producers aren't always giving them uh, all the tools they need to be able to do that and deliver the performance that they could. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think yeah. I would love to have more input on um, on the performances I, I've uh, had the pleasure of being in because sometimes you do mm. get carried away and sometimes your mood <laughs> lifts you the wrong way or or you mm. know or you're a bit yes. hot under your duvet and you you need to stop for a minute and have a drink <laughs> and you know <laughs> so yes. I think to have someone in your ear I had a, a wonderful directing session a couple of weeks ago with mm. um, the lovely Tim Krause uh, who's created The mm. Omen um, it's a new podcast coming Excited out about at that. some point yeah and I read all 12, 12 scripts because I just thought this sounds really cool. I'm only in like one of them, I think, but I, mm. uh, I read through all of them because I was so excited about it and um, and carried that enthusiasm into the, the uh, rehearse session. And it was wonderful having someone giving me these different attitudes to play with this character. And, mm. you know, I can, I can serify things so much, but um, <laughs> I need reining in now and then. I know this. And, uh, and also pushing up a little bit, you know, m- need a better bra. But <laughs> there's, there's... A better vocal bra. Yes, please. Ping one to I me. love that. <laughs> you should be able to get them on Amazon soon, people. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's really, I think actors, any actor yearns for that. And, you know, mm. how can we get better if what we're doing is self-directing most of the time? Mm. And I, I just want to get better. I want to improve. I want to give the best performance I can. And I do try mm. that on my own. But sometimes, and I listen avidly to lots of things as well as I do mm. give a listen to things I'm in, which is terribly cringeworthy sometimes. But... Um, <laughs> but and I can hear, oh, I didn't do that, or my volume's wrong. Why didn't they ping me back and say mm. you need to be mm. louder or mm. quicker or, you know, so I, I think the director Closer had... Closer to the mic. Yeah, yeah all of those little mm. little um, extra somethings that make your, your... Don't take the listener away from from mm. where they're meant yeah. to be, be sent from this beautiful audio. So, yeah, I think be braver producers at wanting to jump in and direct mm. folks like me and Karen because we would yes. love, to, love to do it. Um, so, yeah, yes. superb. Any any last thoughts on, on that aspect of... Uh, uh, or any aspect of, of voice acting? Is there anything <laughs> you can say to budding new voice actors, for example, that what uh, what they should do to, to enjoy themselves the most... Well, I think just get just get going and just start auditioning for things and you can start small but also, you know, don't be afraid to audition for lead roles and big things cuz yes. you know, you never know, you might get them. Yes. And you might have the most fun you ever had, you know. Totally. Uh, it's the best job in the world, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it really I, is. I think that's the only thing wrong with it is as we kind of couldn't harp on about forever it's just not so well paid so this is yeah. why we are both teaching around it and mm, <laughs> yes. uh, making the pennies but that's fine too because then I'm learning by teaching you know that whole thing of uh, mm. the student is the the teacher and all of those kind mm. of things I am yeah. learning ways into to finding uh, some performance highs through through the kids I teach and uh, they're fantastic yeah. all of them so so yeah I, I'm very very excited to have talked to you today I think you've really opened up quite a few fantastic ways of um, producing and also for voice actors to think about okay. you know ways into to what they can perhaps expect uh, a longer mm. a process from from casting to to doing it so so thank yeah. you so so much for, for giving you. us some of your time and um, well, thank you <laughs> very welcome and I I hope folks jump in and listen to uh, Y2K and you know any future wonderful stuff that comes out of your <laughs> your production house I think you know we could all take perhaps lessons in that whole pre-organization of something I know <laughs> uh, many people who start out who you know are are working one week to the next to to get their their yeah. product out are quite bonkers quite frankly and and I am one of those people right now <laughs> so uh, anyone for coffee is is so wonderful to do but it's not just an audio fiction it's two other interviews so I am yeah pretty stupid but there's nothing else I could have done because my time is incessantly bonkers and I love it <laughs> so uh, but I think it also I mean I, I I love anyone for coffee by the way <laughs> but also I, I really do but on the other also I think it it's also an attitude you know I talk uh, a little bit about this to um, Shannon Perry of Oz mm, 9 right, Shannon, yes. we have uh, <laughs> I I, I love Oz9 and I love Shannon. She's amazing. Sure. But she sort of has that process where it's a, she writes, she sort of throws it at the actors at the last minute. She records, yes. she edits, she publishes. Yes. And that is, and that is something that works yeah. for her. Yeah. And that is, I think also something that works better for you than what I'm doing, which is I spent a year writing and casting and starting to edit and directing and doing all of the things before anyone ever heard mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. um, and that is what worked for me. Yeah. Uh, because I like pre-organizing. I like, you know, organizing things and planning yes. things. And that's the kind of writer I am, but also I think the kind of producer yeah. I am. Whereas I'm a scattergun so. and things kind of get done when they get done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think, yeah. But there's mm. also a creative... A creative awesomeness in that 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 uh, I love so, <laughs> in yeah. the maelstrom. But yeah, yeah, I think audio fiction is hugely powerful, and I think you are a wonderful yeah. positive voice, as I say, on that landscape. And and I hope people, um, you know, support you more and help to to ping your work out into the world because it's wondrous. And the story that's unfolding so so gently and so crisply is hundred percent worth your time investing in. So so jump in on it, folks, and. Uh, and say hi to Karen as well on, on social media. I'll pop all of the links that I can find. Anything you want to ping to me, Karen, and we'll ping that out to the world. Yep. So have a wonderful, creative rest of the day. I'm sure you're doing 500 other things before you go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Probably. Who knows what can be achieved <laughs> yeah. by the end of the week? <laughs> Amazing things. Thank you so much, Sarah. Groovy. Mm -hmm.